What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. Uh, this is episode 256 for the week of October 9th, 2022. Kamikaze, I'm really fucking confused by what you're talking about right now. Uh, but that's besides the point. The title of this week's episode is The World's Format Debacle. Um, I'm going to just say this flat out. That's one of our topics for the show, and I'm going to have a very unpopular opinion, apparently, from what I've been reading uh, am I happy the formats changed? Absolutely. But like how we got to this point, I'm not very happy about, but that's besides the point. My name is Josh, AKA JK fire. And this week I'm joined by the man of the UGC classic t-shirt. Will IKA, IKA, AKA is known as yes. Yeah. It works. We may work. I AKA is also known as yeah. Yeah. Will AKA I AKA I am Mr. Rayab. Will, how are you doing? On this uh, Monday evening, I don't even know what the fuck is going on anymore. Yeah, you know, I'm really tired. Long day at work. <sighs> yeah, you did. I'm here, ready to talk about what's going on in the Halo space. But yeah, I'm a, I'm powering through. How are you doing? I'm trying to get over this cough that has been going around. So I'll just, I'll just say this flat out. Um, I apologize if, um, if I break out into a couple coughing fits throughout the show. I apologize in advance because it more than likely will happen. So you just have to bear with me, but that's uh, fuck it. Who cares? Will, do you want to know what's coming up on this week's episode of the show? What do we got? HCS and partnered organization merch has started to become available. Um, so two partnered organizations have had their merch drops launch. One of which was today in space station. SWAT nation gears up for Halloween world's 2022 pools and play in bracket have been announced, but we're not going to break. We're not going to do deep dives into them. Um, because that'll wait till our world's preview next week. So we'll, we'll say what the pools are and what the bracket looks like, but we're not going to dive in until, uh, our world's preview next week. Tournaments are, uh, we know actually world's Twitch drops have been announced as well. And that happened literally today. Uh, Tokyo asked, wait, what's Will's tag? Will. I am Mr. Mayhem. Uh, <coughs> there's a, in my gamer tag, they, uh, it's, I am the Mr. Mayhem online. He brings the mayhem. I try. No, you do. Tournaments are announced and recapped. Our first topic of the world's format debacle. Our second topic of the HCS season two wish list by Spartan, because I think he makes some good points there. And Halo Waypoint gets a much needed update. And of course it comes late because why the fuck else wouldn't it? Before we get into anything else though, let's get into some competitive news. Nurgly is going to keep account of the cough. I hate this already, but you know what? We're live. So fuck it. Here we are. United and HCS merch is available right now. It's by United. You can go check out their shop at eunitedshop.gg. And uh, it, it looked cool in the render, and it looks cool in real uh, life. I mean, obviously, I don't have it in real life, but it looks cool otherwise. Did you get one? Yes, of course. Me too. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I'll I flat out say that my wife's going to hate me, but regardless, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy all the drops that happen. I just got to go for the ones I really like right now, trying to save some money. No, I hear you. So it's going to be the United and Sentinels one. I should say that. So also space station released theirs today. Um, and I did not buy all of it, but I did buy the, I bought the Spartan hoodie and t-shirt. I did not buy the, so space station came out with five items. They came out with their, their, um, their Spartan hoodie t-shirt 
they came out with their warthog hoodie and t-shirt and they also came out with a hat um so they came out with five fucking items oh, wow. in- yeah i know they only showed the sweatshirt didn't yeah they? yeah it's insane and the- if you pay attention to that hat I-, I don't know if it's on the other pieces it might be on their other pieces as well but if you pay attention to the hat the space station helmet logo um it, re- it was replaced with the master chief visor it is yeah so how fucking cool is that Oh, Kamikaze, you're going to learn something real quick if you haven't been here in a while, is that I, I say fuck a lot, so be prepared for that. And Carnage, you didn't miss anything. We just started, so don't worry, baby. You are in it to win it, my man. And Nurgly, feel free to keep track if you want to. Um, It'll be fun. So yeah, there you go. If you want to get in on the E-United and Space Station drops, they they are available right now. Um, I will also say this. Apparently, the shirt, the the Spartan shirt in a large sold out like immediately, which is funny because when I went to go buy it, it was available. And I bought it after people were saying it was out. So maybe they restocked it at that point in time. So maybe refresh your page every now and again to see if they have other sizes. And oh, never mind. That They're all sold, just out sold out right now. So if you want the Master Chief T from Space Station, maybe... Like check out their socials if they update the socials on whether or not things are going to go in and out of stock. But uh, right now it looks like that t-shirt specifically is out of stock. I hope they uh, bring it to worlds because that would sound like hotcakes. Apparently I think they did say uh, that the HCS said that all of them would be available at worlds. Awesome. Like all of these drops would be available. So stay tuned for that. I guess if you're going to be attending the event live um, SWAT nation tournament has been announced. This is by SWAT nation. The Swaddleween, the Headless. It's a 4v4 Halo Infinite SWAT tournament. And uh, anybody that says Tactical Slayer can go fuck themselves because it's SWAT. Double elimination October 29th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is the date and time that the tournament is taking place. There you go. That is one question I'd like to ask. Why the change? Why the change? Um, Ego Chow, your girl. Okay. What a name. Thanks for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Not going to answer that question. Um, world's pools have been announced by the HCS. And again, we're not going to dive deep on these. Uh, uh, Why not be reckless has done a deep dive on these. You can go and check out his video on his YouTube channel. Um, we're going to wait till next week during our uh, world's preview to talk more in depth about the pools and the play in bracket. But here are the pools. And no Tokyo. We don't. I love where you're going though. I love it. Love the jokes. Pool A is Optic Gaming, Oxygen Esports, Native Gaming, and a play-in stage team. Um, pool B is Cloud9, G1, Team War, and a play-in stage team. Pool C is FaZe Clan, G2, TSS, and a play-in stage team. And Pool D is Sentinels, E-United, Navi, and a play-in stage team. Again, we're not going to dive in. Just th- those are your pools. Um, uh, I guess the, the one thing I will say is that it sounds like Pool A and Pool C got off easy in terms of the first place teams. Optic phase, more than likely. Yeah. Right? Um, Pool B and Pool D. Pool B and Pool B. Pool B and Pool D. A little bit more competition happened in there. Right. That United Squad and Sentinels are the ones that are going (coughs) to go head to head and see who comes out on top. Again, not going to get into it, but Nergly, I'm with you. Pulse, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Um, world's play in bracket has been announced. And again, we're not going to go in depth. We'll talk about it next week during our live pre during our world's preview first live. Let's go. Got UK time. Be rough. Yo pulse. Welcome. Thank you for checking it out. Yeah. And, uh, seriously, like this is recorded as well. Pulse just giving you, just giving you a heads up. Like you can check it out later. We appreciate you being here live. Don't get me wrong. 
but you can always check it out later. But thank you. And I hope your sleep schedule isn't totally fucked. So in this play-in stage bracket, we have Fnatic going up against Divine Mind, Space Station going up against J-Lings, Ascend going up against Cruelty, and Complexity going up against the Chiefs. And uh, included in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show, exclamation point show notes in chat, uh, if you're watching live, or you can check out the link in the description of the uh, video version on YouTube or the audio version of your favorite podcast service of choice. We'll include the... Um, rosters as well. Not going to read through them today. No point. We'll read to them next week. But something we will talk about right now in Tokyo, you're not wrong. Fox too quick. Welcome back. Good to see you, my man. Listen on Spotify for a while. Thank you so much. Pulse greatly appreciated. Hope you enjoy it. Um, and yes, Kamikaze, you are not wrong. Space station. Uh, they are world champs in rainbow six. We've talked. Yeah. We've talked about that, but Twitch drops have been announced for worlds. And yes, the best worst kept secret of all time which we talk about all the time as a phrase on the show. It, they've been announced and we already speculated what they were. And they, I mean, Lucid basically gave them away because he was wearing them. But um, yes, there are a lot of them actually. Um, so more so than I initially thought. But there will be the winner's circle nameplate and emblem. They'll be active from October 20th through the 23rd. And all you have to do is watch the Twitch channel for two hours and based off the tweets that were put out by the HCS, it sounds like all of these drops are available via the main, um, twitch.tv forward slash halo stream. Just the plain old halo stream. It sounds like all of these will be available on that. So you don't, it doesn't sound like you're going to have to hop between stream to try to get these drops. It should all be available at one time. I mean, at one stream, not available all at one time because Again, the winner's circle nameplate and emblem will be active from the 20th through the 23rd. All you have to do is watch for two hours. The on-track nameplate and emblem and the on-track, well, actually, we'll do the, the nameplate and emblem first. This will be active October 21st through the 23rd. Again, watching for two hours. The on-track Mark 7 coding, so not available for all of them, just Mark 7. Um, this is the 22nd through the 23rd, watching for two hours. We have the Gladiator's Edge coatings, and if you don't recall what that is, that is the Diamond coatings. Um, this time for the th for three different armor cores. So yes, that's finally coming. October twenty third. Watch for two hours, and finally, probably the one everybody's been waiting for, the Gladiator's Edge. So the Diamond BR and the Halo World Championship Weapon Charm. They'll be available during the Grand Finals on October twenty third, where all you have to do is watch for an hour and. I don't want to put words in the HCS's mouth, but I'm going to assume something here is that you know what happens sometimes where the grand finals doesn't last for an hour, right? The yeah. grand finals doesn't last for a full hour, right? Um, people are like, well, how the fuck am I going to get the coding if I wasn't able to watch for the full hour? Well, the more than likely happen is they will like have it available for maybe co-streamers or something or it'll be available to like midnight or something. Again, I'm not putting word, I'm not trying to put words in their mouth. I'm just basing this off of, off of basically every other fucking event. Gotcha. So there's that. Who's at the door? Too bad. All right. My daughter's at the door. So, and we lock it specifically for this reason. So she doesn't like just fucking Kool-Aid man that shit and barge through the door. You know what I mean? She's already done that. Couple times, yeah, yeah a couple yeah. times. So we we try to mitigate that as much as possible. 
But uh, that's it for the competitive news. Your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo esports needs. Yeah. Today. Today. Monday, October uh, 10th. almost said 11th. I don't know why. The Esports Arena Series E event is happening right now, as a matter of fact. On Tuesday, Tuesday, October 11th, the Halo Agent 4v4 and the Halo Rec League FFA Series semifinals take place. On the 15th, which is a Saturday, the Red Cross Gaming Rescue Royale finale and the Halo Rec League 2v2 and the League Trolley 4v4 are all taking place. And on Sunday, the 16th, um, Gonsep, I'm going to mispronounce this and I apologize, and Halo Comunidad España FFA is taking place. There we go. And that's it for the upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombat.com. Check out NoobCombat.com for all your Halo esports needs. Will, what do we got next? I'm going to get my well, daughter away from the door. Uh, usually we'd have roster mania, but... I'm not going to play the sound bite. I'm not. Uh, you ought to fucking hit the sound bite. Rostermania! There you go. You got the sound bite. Um, yeah, nothing's going on. Worlds is coming up. Orlando just happened. Uh, rosters got locked for Worlds, so nothing crazy going on in player switching teams. I am excited for post Worlds. Maybe contracts are up. We'll see what happens, and go from there. Um, so yeah, I guess while Josh is gone, moving on to. Scrim recaps. There, there were a few that happened over the week. Josh uh, is actually back, so I'll, I'll hand the segment back to him. No, you go for it. If you want to read through them, go ahead. Okay, fine. They don't let, let preface this right. Scrims don't mean shit. There you go. It's teams get practice. It's practice, right? They're not going full full bore all the time, trying strats out, trying to gauge other teams. You um, never know. Before you go, I do want to say uh, Halo All Day. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. And then Justice asks, um, yo, Nergly with the two gifted. What the fuck? No, thank you. Thank you so much. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, and to, the, to Nergly, I'm going to give you two. Woo! Woo! Uncle Pumpy, welcome back to the live show. Good to see you, my man. Um, Justice asks, what's happening with SSG? Will they have a coach? So if... The visa issues are still present. And I think Elamite may have confirmed this on a stream from what I've been hearing is that uh, their their actual coach will be substituting as playing again like what happened at Orlando because the mm. the, the, the team has to stay the same. Yes. Like the, the roster has to stay the same. So I believe that, yes, uh, their actual coach will have to play, which... I don't know if they would, because at Orlando, Elamite subs, subbed as the coach. So I don't know if that would happen again. So there you go. Hopefully that answers your question, Justice. I know with the with the space station thing, with the visa situation, I know it's a very convoluted mess, basically. Um, so that's, we'll just have to wait and see. But I, if I'm not mistaken, and we talked about it previously, is yeah. that all teams that played at Orlando... Um, their rosters have to be locked in um, from Orlando to Worlds. So if that's the case and that holds true for Space Station, then yeah, their their actual coach has to sub in for the player because the player wasn't able to get their visa situation figured out. And then um, if they continue with the coaching situation, then Elamite would sub in to be a coach uh, for Worlds as well. So there, there's that. Um, 
Will, now, please, yeah. if you wouldn't mind, <laughs> go through the scrim results. All right. On Tuesday, October 4th, we had Sentinels going up against Native Red, and it went 8-7 the way of Sentinels. But a close series, nonetheless. It was, yeah. Bert uh, Bobain, welcome to the live show. Good to see you. I'll, <clears throat> excuse me. Also on Tuesday, October 4th, G1 went 11-3 against United. So not sure what's happening there. I would expect United to put more of a, a fight up in that. But again, scrims. You never just, know. Say, just wait till we continue on. Um, Complexity went up against Ascend and won the scrim 8-2. On Wednesday, October 5th, we had United against Native Red. Again, another 8-7 series going to United. And then G1 had a 5-5 tie with FaZe. Do you, do you hold any weight with that G1 FaZe one? I don't hold any weight with any of these. No, sure. That's true. If I, I will say that obviously like practice is practice and it's good to have practice. Don't get me wrong here, but no, I don't hold any weight with scrim results. Uh, if you know this show, then you know that that's how I feel about any and all scrims. Um, and because we've talked about it countless times, right? Where online is a completely different beast than yep. land. And this isn't even an online tournament. This is literally just teams getting together to scrim. Um, Keep those hands warm, uh, work through some strategies, try not to give too much up, uh, just make sure teamwork and, and comms are dialed in, and that's, yeah, really what it feels like, so. Fair. All right, moving on. Uh, Thursday, October 6th, Optic, 11-2 to against United. Uh, Sentinels, 10-3 to against Cloud9. And we already know how Cloud9 does on scrims. Or online in general, online. They, they don't, so. <laughs> And then finally, Friday, October 7th, Sentinel 7 7 against FaZe. Ascend 8 3 against Native Red and Cloud 9 taking the series 6 to 5 against G1. Yep. So teams getting uh, the practice in right before Worlds. That's, and that's kind of the big thing that I want to take away from this is that I appreciate that the teams are getting the practice in. And a lot of teams have not been streaming their scrims because they're trying to keep things under wraps, which is fully understandable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Just very much looking forward to next week. Yeah, it was uh, it was funny because I saw a going live tweet from Formal. Yeah, it's like scrims in, against so and so against in like two minutes. It was like two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. I hop on Twitch and like none of the optic guys are streaming. So he must have fired it up, thinking, "Oh, normal, we're gonna stream and play." And then scrims were gone. Shut it. Sh- shut that shit down. They did. Thanks, Nergly. Keep it going. <laughs> uh, that brings us to the tournament and league recaps that happened over the week. Look at you in the transitions. And we'll kick off. Thank you. Uh, we'll kick off with the Europa Halo Fall Series. We have two opens that took place. Ooh, boy. Number two and number three. We'll start with number two because why, why would we stop? Why would we start with number three? <laughs> um, in fourth place was Jaylings Esports. This is again is Quad Morga Septic and Flux. Third place went to Must Be Nice. It was Outcast Kamea. I'm gonna go Baxter and Subtomic. Second went to Vex Gaming Squashy. Looney, Hollers, and Warlord, and first went to do something. Great name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mighty Snaky, Clonely, and Glory GGs. And then in the third fall series, here in fourth place went to Flamboyant. This was, let me go with Momonator, uh, Yumi, Snarrow, or, yeah. And let me go with Scorizon. Third place went to Team Twisted. It was um, Disarray, Detain, Defrag, and Zuh. Second went to Quadrant. That's, of course, Shad, Nurex, SLG, and Chick. And first went to Lahazi. 
Uh, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. New Brainiac, Shady, Bastos, and Tom Merdez. Uh, next tournament here was the League. Uh, is it Trolley? Trolley? Yeah. It's a 2v2. And here we go. In third, fourth, went to Proud Duo, which included Pac Mandela and Bop. Also in third, fourth was Double Trouble times two. So that's a lot of trouble. Uh, it was Nikolai and Squilly. So much trouble. Oh my God. Second went to. It's like signed, but like, I don't know. No, uh, it's, oh, it's Snipe Drone and Legend. So it's. Snigen? Snigen. Yeah, they took second. And first went to phase 2v2, which was Renegade and Falcated. Very nice. And then also uh, the real Dragon Ball Steve. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, they also had an FFA. Did they now? Um, fourth place went to Gumplexion. Third went to Sab. Second, Porky J. And first went to Jazeera. Very nice. Congrats to them. Mm -hmm. And then last one of the week to recap is the Remind 2v2 Community Cup. In fourth place went to FAO1. This included... Uh, I think it's Loki. Loki 25131 and Sparky CD3316. Third place went to Less is More, uh, Daxow and Matthew. Second went to Team Trusty, which was Trusty, Jester, and Vivi. And first place went to Stark01, which was Sharan29 and Yuki. Numbers and extra letters that I'm not going to pronounce. So there you go. Perfect. Thank you so much for running through those. Well, greatly appreciated. That does it. For uh, the tournament and league recaps. Oh, fantastic. Should we get into our first topic of the week? Yeah, let's go. Okay. So again, I prefaced the opening of the show saying that I'm going to have probably an unpopular opinion on this uh, based off of all the praise that I've been seeing online. Now, granted, I am happy that the format did get updated. I think that's great. It's just how we got to this point in the first place that kind of irritates me. So let's get into it. So the world's format debacle. Okay, uh, Nurgly, get ready. <coughs> Got to clear the throat for that, you know what I mean? Briggs, welcome back to the live show. Good to see you. Here is what the original format was. Now, this was from an original Waypoint article from three months ago in July, which has now actually been removed from Waypoint. I had to go back to previous show notes. Because I copy-paste from articles, right? Right. And took exactly what it said. So this is from three months ago, in July, from a now-removed Waypoint blog post. And it states the following. The Halo World Championship will feature a 16-team pool play into a double-elimination championship bracket. The qualifications are, the top 12 placing teams from Orlando, regardless of region, will auto-qualify for pool play. Okay? Sounds good. The play-in stage... The top two placing teams from each region outside of the top 12 at Orlando, HCS points used as a tiebreaker, will be invited to an eight-team play-in bracket at the Halo World Championship. The top four placing teams from the play-in stage will join the other top 12 teams in pool play. Okay, sound good so far? Sounds normal. All right. Here's where pool play got fucky. Four groups of four, round robin. The top two teams from each pool will advance to the championship bracket. The bottom two teams will be eliminated from the tournament. This was in July. Okay? In July. 
And then champ is double elim. Uh, and this is still stupid. Best of five until grand finals, which is best of seven. Now, unfortunately, that's not changing. Um, if I'm not, I don't think that's changing. No. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still irritated that that's not changing, but that's besides the point, I guess. Okay. So just over like last week into the weekend. Okay. Again, this original article came out in July, but here we go. Um, no, no says, yeah, been on Liquipedia since the rules were updated too. best of five and winners finals. Yup. Justice. Yup. 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 Uh, and nerdly we'll talk about thoughts in a second. So snipe down said the following again, this was last week into the weekend. Okay. In October. And here's what snipe down said. I was going to hold off, but whatever this world's format for halo was terrible. Why are we getting barely any matches? Only the top two across four pools making into bracket play, bottom two eliminated. That is all decided off of three best of five matches for this high of stakes. Make pool play a best of seven at least, considering what's at stake and what all these teams have played for to get here. Doesn't seem right to cut that many matches yet not make it somehow. This post isn't made to attack the devs. I just want to bring light to the negatives of this format, especially with the little amount of games we play in pool play. Feel like we're missing out on storylines and event buildup just to rush straight to the finals. And then Spartan said in a now deleted tweet, I was still able to get this. He said, uh, can almost guarantee you 100% of players attending Worlds think the format is unacceptable. We should have brought it up earlier, no doubt. I can only speak for myself when I say that I didn't even know the format until a few days ago. Hope they make the changes necessary. Okay? You can already see my problem number one. Okay? And actually, there's two problems with what the fuck is going on here. Uh, Rewu, I totally, uh, I apologize if I mispronounced <laughs> that. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Hello Thank to you. you as well. Okay. So here was the backlash and the feedback. So, uh, not really backlash, but just like, here's the feedback and what has come of it. Um, Adam Apicella from Esports Engine said, thanks for the feedback. 343 and Esports Engine are reviewing. P.S. As we discussed in Orlando, any rule changes we make as a result of a tweet will require you to get a bowl cut for Worlds. Thanks for the great idea, Eric. <laughs> and Stipe Down replied with, man, I'd be really throwing it back to 2008 if that's the case. And I wish I had known the format before this last week because I would have happily have brought it up prior to this bombardment on social media. I do, however, think the fourth place team in pools should be eliminated. And then Tashi says, we're looking at the Halo World Championship format to see what we can do. Heard the feedback loud and clear. Wouldn't expect a big overhaul at this point, but hoping we can make some minor tweaks to have a meaningful impact. We don't have egos about this. We're all on the same team and want what's best for the ecosystem. Sometimes we don't get things quite right, but we're committed to doing what we can to always improve and hope you felt that with this H with what the HCS this season. Thanks. And then here's the updated format. Because yes, this did get updated over the weekend. Tashi said the following. Halo World Championship format update for pool play. Old, third and fourth place teams are eliminated. New, third place team goes to Elim bracket round one. Fourth place team gets eliminated. So that stays, this that the fourth place team goes bye-bye. Okay, they go. They go. No change to plans. All right. And no change to the rest of the fucking bracket. Thank you for the feedback goals. So always to do the best we can for the scene. As with any major decision like this, there are always trade-offs. Trade-offs include more matches on B stream rather than just focused on the mainstream. No time for the show match and more matches on Sunday. 
Additionally, this means the broadcast experience is stretched thinner across more matches. Exploring this change required immediate coordination across dozens of people on multiple teams for 343 and Esports Engine. Glad we're able to mobilize quickly and make a fast decision. A thank you to everyone involved in the broadcast, graphics, competition, event, logistics, etc. It takes an army. Okay. Okay. Oh, boy. No, this isn't going to be a full-blown rant. Okay. 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 It's not going to be a full-blown rant. Um, I'm going to cough again, so nergly get ready. <coughs> I want to say this to Tashi, to the folks at three, four, three, to the folks at uh, esports engine. Thank you for taking care of this in what was realistically such a short period of time from when the backlash started. Okay. That is commendable. That yes. is awesome. You deserve all the praise in the world for doing that. That's awesome. Okay. With the praise out of the way, here comes my criticism. It's, Two or threefold the way, whatever way you want to look at it. Point A. And to mimic what Eric said, Eric sniped down Rona. This isn't meant to attack the devs. What I'm about to say. This isn't meant to attack anybody at 343, at HCS, whatever it is. This isn't, this isn't even meant to attack the players. Okay. It's not meant to attack anybody. This is just my observation. Where the fuck was the communication on this? So that blog post comes out three months ago. And now the pro players all of a sudden see it. And they're like, oh my God, that's fucking awful. Well, no shit. Where were you three months ago? Okay. I get it. Not all the pros read. I get that. I'm not saying they're bad readers. I'm getting like, they don't go out of their way to find a waypoint article. Okay. I completely understand that we do because it's our show, right? It's, it's our quote unquote job to go out and look for everything and talk about it on the show. I don't expect them to go out of their way every single time to go find a waypoint article. Again, not trying to shit on them. The thing I want the boy, <laughs> Jesus, the point I want to make is why wasn't the HCS or esports engine going out of their way to communicate to the organizations, to the players, what the format was ahead of time. Yeah, you think, you know, there should be someone that has connection between organization, HCS, esports engine, whatever's going on. And those articles should have been sent out to them. And then right. maybe they were. Maybe, maybe it, did, it was July. Worlds was, we, everyone was on a break in July, right? Yeah, before Orlando, yeah. Before Orlando. Don't know. From the outside looking in, again, it feels like this was a communication disaster that could have been completely mitigated by, I don't know, communicating. So that's on the HCS and, and uh, eSports engine side, okay? If you have rules that are established and you did not, and I'm like, I'm, pre I'm trying, I'm assuming here, okay? And I know assuming makes an ass out of you and me, but I'm assuming here that communication was not sent out ahead of time and that blog post was it. If that blog post was it, that is not enough. Plain and simple. Like I'm, I'm when all this shit happened over the weekend, right? And Snipedown puts out his tweet. Spartan puts out his tweet. Everybody's like, yeah, what the fuck is this? This is terrible. I sat back in my chair the whole time thinking to myself, where the fuck were you three months ago? Well, like in my mind, if I'm making, let's just say 50 to a hundred grand a year. Yeah. Playing 
Halo, like, I'm going to be tuned into what the fuck's going what? on. What the fuck? I was, I was blown away. I'm like, guys, this news, this information's been public for months. What are you, like, again, this isn't trying to blame the players because I understand that they're not, that they're not going to go out of their way to find a fucking hidden waypoint article. I get that. And that brings me back to the HCSEE side. It's like, where, if you guys did not communicate, where, why? Why didn't you communicate with the players competing at the highest level in your fucking game? So there's that. <sighs> I'm sorry. I should turn into a rant. Like I was, I was holding this in all fucking week. I, I, I'm like, I, I, I can't you. wait to talk about this. Yes. It was eating me alive. Like what the fuck is happening? It's the biggest event of the year guys. It's the biggest event of the year. And this is happening two weeks before the event. And again, 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 huge, huge thank you to Tashi and the HCS and the esports engine teams for, for getting these changes implemented in such a short amount of time. The thing I'm mad about is the fact that we got to this point in the first place when this could have been rectified three, <coughs> three months ago, three months ago. Holy shit. And then let's get to the change itself. Fourth place team getting eliminated. Yeah. Fuck off. You're not, you didn't Yeah, You weren't meant to be there anyway. Third place team going to Elam round run. Cool. I like, I like that change. I think that change is great. Guys. Okay. No time for a show match. Who gives a shit? You have this. Oh my God. Okay. I'm a fucking, I already have a headache from the coughing, not from the show. I should preface that. Um, I get it. The show match is a cool thing, especially when you're having like this halo fest experience at worlds to bring more of the community in and more so that are not necessarily tied to the competitive side. I think that's great. I do. I genuinely think like the Halo Fest aspect, bringing it to Worlds can be awesome. Do I think a show match is necessary though? Absolutely not. Especially when this is the most important tournament of the year. The most amount of money is on the line. You have the best teams in the world competing at the same venue. This one's for all the marbles. I don't give a fuck about a big team battle, but ends a three. Okay. I don't care. And considering this is supposed to be the biggest competitive event of the year, I don't think any fan would care either. And yes, I'm going to assume again, but I'm going to speak for all the fans out there of the competitive side that they also don't give a shit about a show match when you have the best teams in the world competing at the same spot. So the no time for a show match, who gives a fuck? More matches on Sunday? Good. I want to see more games being played. The thing that irritates me the most about this entire format being the way that it is, is that we still don't have a best of seven winners, a best of seven losers. Finals, that is. Best of seven winners, finals, best of seven losers, finals. I still can't fucking stand that. The only thing I, I can counter... <sighs> And I'm not trying to counter no, the devil's do. advocate please is that do. this has been the tournament tournament format all this 
year, this season of HCS, right? Yes. But you're right in the fact that this is the largest stage. The stakes are higher. It's the world championship. I I believe that even if you're going to go, you know, best of fives and then a best of seven for grand all, all year, when you get to the world championships, you want to see your top teams playing more. You're, they're going to literally bring in viewership, make people uh, pay attention if you have your best teams on screen longer. Yep. Just from a business standpoint, as well as giving these guys some competitive fairness, right? Yep. Agreed. More matches. integrity. That's the word I was Competitive for. integrity, yes. <coughs> um, more matches on B-Stream rather than just focus on mainstream. Who cares? It is the biggest Halo tournament of the year. Have them on all the fucking streams. I don't care. I want to watch more Halo being played. That's the whole point. You have some of the best broadcasting talent. You have some of the best production talent in the world on the esports engine and HCS teams. Let them shine. And I and I'm not trying. And I also don't want to say like I don't want these people to be worn out. That's the last thing I want. Okay, but I want them to be able to shine. Like we saw, we saw what uh, Active was able to do at Orlando. Right? We already know what Tony's able to do. He's amazing. Like uh, and. I've given praise to everybody else countless times. It's just, we have some of the best broadcasting and production talent in the scene, in the world. Let them shine. Let them shine. And I'm fine with more matches being on B stream. If that means we can see more halo being played, if we can watch more halo being played, I don't give a shit that Twitch drops may not may or may not be on that channel. I don't care. Here's the thing too. If you're planning on having more <coughs> matches on mainstream, yeah. that, does that mean more setup time on main stage, more breaks, more lulls, right? If you're yep. having people on side stations and main stage going at the same time, it's going to mean more content at once. I get it. Not a lot of people know to find the B streams. Sure. Add that into your like broadcast uh, at the desk. Like, hey, this match going on on B stream right now. Tune in over here. Right. And we saw what happened at Orlando is that the the – the analysts on the desk just jumped into like personal commentary over what was happening on the B stream or the C or whatever was happening. So you could do that too. <laughs> you could do that too. Um, so there's again, I'm, thanks Nurgly. I'm happy because I am genuinely happy that the format did get changed in such a short amount of time. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I, that's why I opened with that. Because I think it is very important to give praise where praise is due. The thing that irritates me is how it got to this point in the first place. Are you talking like the 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 fact that it was... I, I went back. July 3rd was the day we read the Waypoint article. Correct. Which means it came out before that. Yeah. So are you mad that the pros didn't pay attention to it and it all blew up now? Because if you think about it, if they had raised questions or anything then... We might be able to have more at worlds than we're getting. Yep. No, it's I'm I'm multiple folded on this. Is that uh yes, I am and again, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to shit on the players, shit on HS or, or esports engine. It's just yes, I am quote unquote mad that the players didn't read the article, but I understand that they wouldn't go out of their way to do it. I'm mad at the HCS and esports engine for from the outside looking in did not communicate 
with the organizations and the players that this was happening for Worlds. Because if there was proper communication, we already know this has been a, a fucking sticking issue with the HCS since the start of the year. Communication has been a problem. They've gotten better in some aspects, don't get me wrong, but it's still been a problem. And this just added to it. It's the biggest event of the year. Like that, that's the thing that gets me right now is that if this was Raleigh, right? If this was Kansas city, the, the two first major lands, Raleigh, right after the game fucking releases Casey, not too much far after. Right. Yeah. If it was one of those two events, I'm like, oh, you're working out the kinks. It's fine. You're ironing things out. There's bound to be mistakes. It's bound to happen. It's okay. You learn from them. We move on and make something better next time. Yeah. This uh, is fucking worlds. Um, I kind of agree with justice up there too. Uh, they state, I feel like it's more the orgs that should, than the players that should pay attention to the, that kind of thing, which is true. They're, I mean, but we do have a lot of newer orgs into halo that might not know that that's an issue with the format. Right. Right. And it does seem like they tried to go like, make it more intense with higher stakes. Right. Yeah. Play well in pools or get cut. I think that's what we talked about in that July 3rd episode or whatever the fuck it was. I think we did talk about how there are higher stakes involved now, which I get it. You want to give teams the chance to play and show them to show themselves off, but yeah. having higher stakes also means higher competition. Right. I'm just, I'm irritated. I'm, I'm genuinely irritated that it got to this point. Am I happy that the format got changed? Absolutely. Uh, I think third place team, at least staying alive for a short amount of time is great. Um, I think fourth place team going home. I mean, it, I'm, you can't, ex yes, a Cinderella story could be awesome, but if you're not performing in pools anyway, no, see you later. So I, I still, I find it unbelievably sad that we still have not had a LAN event. Now I get it from a format perspective. If it's going to be the same, it's going to be the same but I'm surprised for the most important event of the year that we don't have losers final winners, final and grand final being best of sevens. I think that's fucking crazy to me considering the United Grunt classic did. And that was an online event. And it was entertaining. It was, it gives teams more of a chance like snipe down. I, I understand now. I know that you said like it'd be cool if, if pool play was best of seven, but that would be like, that's getting long in the tooth. Um, but I do under also understand from a standpoint of, no, teams fought for their chance to be here. Yeah. And you want to give them the bit, the best chance possible to make a run. And the best chance possible is making series best of sevens. And while I understand from a pool player perspective that that, that can't happen, I, I don't understand how it can't happen from a winner, final, loser, final, grand final perspective. That's that's. Do you think the fact that they had to move more matches to Sunday made the change of the best of sevens not possible because they would be running too late, right? They only have the venue until 10 p.m. They they could have. Uh, that very well could be a thing. Um, because I like based off of Tashi's statement, I can't see anything in here that says that there was ever there was there was ever a thought about making winners and losers best of sevens. Um. But that could have very well been a thing. Right. And I, I don't I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth no, there. No, I know but you're not. Like, if you were looking at changing it to best of seven and then you couldn't, I wouldn't say it either. 
because then there would be uproar about, oh, you thought about it. Why didn't you just do it? You know? Mm-hmm. So. Um, Beth talks about how that would ideally be on the GM side of things. If Halo teams have GMs. They do. And then uh, Peanut says, finally catching our live show. Uh, always thought they were avoiding a lot of best of sevens because of the lack of maps. Maybe they see it as a bit redundant. But but then, I mean, you have Catalyst now. There shouldn't be an issue with maps. We got the pit coming. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking about like right here, right now. Oh, yeah, now, right, right here, right now. Yeah, yeah. Like what we have. So let's, let's just go through it. We have Live Fire, Recharge, Aquarius, Bazaar, uh, Catalyst. So you have two maps replayed. You have two maps replayed. And you throw different modes on them. Yeah. I don't think that's redundant at all. And that's not like peanut. That's not trying to throw shade at what you're, what you're talking about. Like I can understand if some, that some might see that. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, when I look at that, we have five maps. We have more than enough modes. Why the fuck not? It's just, it's crazy to me. It's, this is the most important event of the year. And we're, for lack of a better phrase and this, again, this, I do not want people to take this out of context. But for lack of a better phrase, it feels like we're just cutting corners for this event. And I also saw a lot of people talking about, oh, oh, maybe it was because of the Halo Fest stuff. The Halo Fest stuff's on a completely separate stage, not any at all affiliated with what's happening with the tournament itself. So even that, I don't, I don't see how that could have any effect on it. The only thing that could have had an effect was the show match, which clearly they're not going to have anymore. But th- we've had show matches at every LAN. So I can't include that in part of the Halo Fest stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know what, you know, going back to what you said, maybe it was like to get to the, like get to the heat of the competition quicker, right? knock out the teams that aren't performing well enough right away, have higher stakes involved, get to the action quicker. The weekend rolls quickly. We have a world champion. We're good to go. And I can respect that to some degree because nobody likes breaks. Nobody likes watching three O's, you know, and if we have that all tournament long, then what the fuck's the point or four O's if it's best of sevens, but it's the biggest event and the most important event of the year. And that's what really gets me. That's what really irks me about this entire thing is that it really does feel like corners were cut. Yeah. So, um, trusty says, are you next season going to have amateur showcase for new teams or players? Uh, what do you mean? Trusty, please explain. Also. Oh, I got rusty. It's, I got rusty. Also, thank you for the follow. Greatly appreciate it. Welcome to the live show. Uh, Shoeworth, Thank you for the follow as well. Welcome to the live show. And then, uh, Justice says, I mean, a best of seven for winners and uh, losers finals is at, is at most adding four games to the tournament. That should not make such a big difference. And we're not, like, we're not, we're not in the logistics game here, right? We don't know what goes on in trying to figure out schedules and whatnot for the tournament, so we can't assume there. But I'm not going to say I disagree with you, because I agree. It feels to me like, why the fuck not? The biggest stakes are involved here. And if you... Winner's final, loser's final, grand final. You have the best three teams in the tournament left. Right there. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to watch them play more? And if it's a 4-0, then fuck it. It's a 4-0. But if it's not, if it's not a 4-0, 
Oh, it'd be, I just, I want to see more of it. You had the top three teams in the world right there, and you're not going to extend their series out? Did you want to read what was what was said? Um, I'll just go, trusty, we, we don't do production for the HCS. That's nope. not on us. I don't see them putting more production into the open bracket. They have enough to get through pool play winners, all that stuff, losers bracket. Um, Beth says my initial thought with that maybe playing a part was more along the lines of less games would give spectators more time to dabble in the halo fest type stuff rather than spending all day watching the actual tournament. That was kind of my thought process. I can see that Beth for sure. It's just in my opinion, again, this is my opinion. The people that are there for the event are there for the event. And in my opinion, they did, they'd want to see halo being played. The halo fest stuff is cool on the side stuff. And yeah, I'll check it out when I have time, right? I'm, t- I'm speaking as, an, as, as spectators. But like if I bought a ticket to go to the Halo World Championship, I bought it to watch the games being played. I didn't buy it with the intent of hanging out at the Halo Fest stuff. That's just me. That's just me. And uh, Rusty, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, I also wonder if they had planned <laughs> production time for downtime to show some of the, some of the Halo Fest stuff. Sure. But not to be, not to continue to be a fucking negative Nancy, but like, that's not what the event's for from a, from a, from a spectator perspective on being there at the event. Awesome. Because it's live in person. They have panels and the panels will be on YouTube after the fact. So there's that. Like, Yep. Go ahead. Uh, Maddie Rum says the community stage is being broadcasted on Xbox's Twitch channel. So it is, it will be shown off. Right. But on a separate channel on entirely, a separate channel. on so, a separate stage entirely. And thank you for the clarification, Maddie. I appreciate it. Uh, Peanut says I bought a ticket for the championship. Now they're adding on all this other stuff that I also want to do, but it makes it hard to figure out where to spend time. Thank you, Peanut, for the observation. And Smig, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Yeah, it's just, ah, fucking, I don't, I'm still super excited for this event because yeah. it's, it's the most important of the year and we're finally going to have a world championship crowned, but it's just so many things that irk me about this, that in the fuck literally three months ago. At this point, it is what it is, though. It I'm is. just happy they changed what they could and we're moving forward. And hopefully it'll be a, a fun and entertaining event being what it is now. Yes. And that, again, thank you, Will. And that's exactly why I opened with giving praise where praise was due for the format being updated in and of itself. That is great. And yes, I understand that everybody had to get together to make this happen in such a short amount of time, literally two weeks before the event. So thank you to everybody involved for making that happen. While I am still upset about some things, I do greatly appreciate that. All I can hope for season two is that communication is at an utmost importance. Speaking of season two, should we move on to our next topic? How about that transition? Love it. (laughs) Thank you, Will. Topic number two. I'm going to cough first. (coughs) Cough count. Where are we at now? (laughs) <laughs> like now 22. I think that was three coughs. All right. <laughs> Topic number two, HCS season two wish list by Spartan. Um, 
And yes, Beth, I agree with you. Uh, Nurgly says, I still see one tourney being a semifinal best of seven, a grand final best of 11, just to test the endurance of players. Nurgly, and I'm glad you brought that up too. Sorry to go back to the other topic, but like, I'm glad you brought that up because, Will, I don't know if you knew this, but back in the old MLG days, that's, we used to have best of 11s. Like really? that was, that was a standard. Yeah. Huh. For, for land events, we used to have best of 11s. I'm, t- I'm obviously talking pre halo five. Like I'm talking way back. Yeah, but like yeah, we, we a, used to have best of 11s. Yeah. It's a marathon. It is. But that, that's the thing is that like I'd settle for best of sevens, but just because it gives a team a better chance, like best of threes, you know, you have a couple objectives and a slayer and you, whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, and then if it even gets to that, because it's the best of three. Best of fives, yeah, you add an extra couple games in there, but, you know, it's still not the biggest level of competition to really test a team's strengths and weaknesses. But a best of seven gets you to that point, and a best of 11 just takes you even further. But, yeah, best of 11s are long. Like, they are obviously incredibly long. Um, Tokyo says, I hope they don't replace all the competitive maps with Forge remakes. I doubt they would. Granted, it is, I, who knows? We'll see if they actually listen to what players want. That's the real question. Those sound horrible coughing up razor blades. No, Kamikaze, I'm not coughing up razor blades. Don't worry. It's just phlegm. That's literally what it is. Like throat's not hurting or anything like that. It's just coughing up phlegm. Like we, we had a, like an upper respiratory thing go through my daughter's daycare. She brought it home and now my wife and I are dying. So there's that. All right. HCS season two wishlist by Spartan. Um, so Spartan put out a thread on Twitter and I thought it would be a great opportunity to read through his thread on his wish list for season two of the HCS and whether or not we agree or disagree with items within said list. Does that sound good? Okay. All right. Let's have a conversation. Spartan says after playing infinite com- uh, competitive for almost a year, this is just my personal list of what I'd like to see for season two. Keep in mind that this is just solely settings, nothing to do with the game in its current state. It is strictly towards ranked and competitive in HCS, not casual gameplay. Okay. It sucks that he has to say that, but you know, you got to clarify. Oh yeah. Especially for people in his fucking mentions. Number one, removal of the mangly dangly and replace it with the sidekick. Will. Yeah, sure. You think so? You yeah, why not? You just don't want to see it like get like an ammo nerf or something like that? You want to see it gone completely? Asking your personal opinion on this. It's already GA'd even after <laughs> the nerfs it had. True. Especially, well, the thing I don't get, well, yeah, because if they, even with an ammo nerf, you can still cross map someone with it with a tier one weapon, right? Mm-hmm. That was the complaint. So yeah, get rid of it. There you go. Uh, Tokyo says, if he says pistol start, I'll cry. No, I don't think we're there yet. Thank God. Is Tokyo, I'm with you. I fucking hate pistol starts, but I, I feel like I'm in the minority on this. Uh, Justice, I'm more along the lines with you. Should be nerfed, uh, not removed. If they can nerf the, the bullet, like, damage over distance, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Make it more of a close range weapon. If you hit someone far, you can just plink them a little bit, but. And then peanut, yes. If it does stick around, something does need to be changed. It's, it is what it feels like. Um, because I would like there to be more of a sandbox element to the game. 
Um, I'm not the biggest fan of removing things from the sandbox, but at the same time, I understand for, from a competitive standpoint, a competitive integrity standpoint, um, it's what the pros want. And if the pros don't want to play with the mangler and it's agreed upon, if the pros don't want to play with the sword, and it's agreed upon. And I agree with the sword thing. The sword fucking. Ooh. So yeah, there's that. Speaking of sword. Yeah. Number two. Removal of sword or balanced with being able to melee trade and its counters being placed on the map properly. Agreed. Agreed. Um, the fact that the repulsor spawns right fucking next to it on, uh, on recharge, recharge is terrible. Um, the fact that you cannot melee trade with a sword player, fucking terrible. So yeah, I Spartan thousand percent agree with you. Three tier two weapons, the bulldog Heatwave, stalker and sentinel beam all having half of its current ammo maps like streets would play way better if it wasn't weapon control simulator. Yeah, I agree with this for the most part. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, you have 14 shots with the Bulldog, right? Oh, yeah. And that's one shot, then beat down. Yep. Same with the Heat Wave. Yep. Stalker can hold down lanes if you're hitting your shots. Yep, takes three shots to kill. And the Sentinel Beam, eh, I don't know about the Sentinel Beam. Yeah, the Sentinel Beam, now granted, we're not pro players. We talk about it. We don't play it uh, at a professional level. Uh, So... Our Sentinel Beam play is not great compared to oh, their yeah, yeah. Sentinel Beam play. Direct on. Yeah. So, like, when I play with a Sentinel Beam, I'm like... <laughs> and they're just like... <laughs> I can't do that shit. So... But I, you know, from his standpoint, sure. Half that shit. From his standpoint. Because I do think the Stalker's way too powerful. I think that the Bulldog can be very powerful, and the Heat Wave just literally has too much ammo. For how powerful that weapon is. Uh, number four, a DMR with Halo 5 pistols mechanics. That way it's visually appealing for viewers to watch and competitors to use skillfully. Bandit might be okay, but it not having D-scope seems kind of meh. We'll have to wait to test further, but it doesn't seem like a viable replacement. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no as well. Um, the Bandit is supposed to be a close range weapon. From what I'm hearing, the bullet drop, that one has bullet drop off at range. Yeah. So... And there's no sight. I think it's just iron sights. It's, I think it's like the sidekick, the smart, the smart scope. scope. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no like, there's no like BR scope on it. You right. know what I mean? Yep. Um, and he, when, what he says is he wants a DMR with halo five pistols mechanics. And he thinks that the, that the, uh, the bandit will not be that. Right. So he wants something more along the lines of what he wants. Um, which again, I'm going to say no, because I don't care from a visually appealing standpoint. I fucking hated pistol starts in, in five. That you did. <laughs> no, granted, I'm in the minority on that, I feel like, which is fine. It's what the pros want. It's not what I want. It's just, this is from a personally, I do not want that. I, like Beth says, I prefer to the BR to the DMR. So that's just me. Yeah. Number five, sound reduction on audio cues. Footstep audio is too much of a crutch right now. Significantly reduces our playability. That and grenades being thrown. Why can I hear another player throwing a grenade from an absurd distance? It's just silly in my opinion. Yeah. Sure. I agree with that. I think audio cues are very loud. They're they're taking a cue from Call of Duty. Oh, boy. Get it? Because their footsteps are fucking loud, too? Um, sure. Yep. Yeah. At times. Or you just don't hear them until they're right on you. Yeah. And then the the grenade, the, the, fact, the amount of times a grenade bounces is insane to me. And you just hear it go, tink, 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 tink. Yeah. And then, it's loud the it's whole time. It's so loud. It's so loud. And Tokyo says I'm not in the minority. I feel like I am, though. 
but it, it's okay. It's it's literally what the players want. It's not my opinion what they should and should have should not have because I don't play it at a professional level. But from personally, like from a watching standpoint, I fucking hated watching Halo Five pistol starts. I get it from a skill a skill gap um, argument. Like I completely understand that that game that that weapon took more skill than a BR takes. But it's just from a viewing standpoint. I oh man. <coughs> now the cops are coming real six grenades on maps take longer to spawn and maybe reduced to one on the pad constantly getting spiked or dynamoed is well not fun i can agree with that i can want longer to spawn sure one on the pad i don't know that's weird okay 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 i'll be with you longer to spawn because they do spawn fucking quickly. If, I guess if, if it's an or, like, Ooh. if it's longer, to, if they're spawning at the same rate, but only one, that could be okay then too, because you can at least cycle. Sure. And then, yeah, because then you have to time things better and you're only getting one on the pad. Okay. Ooh, I kind of like that keep, dynamic. Keep the, keep the spawn rate the same, but only one. Yeah, only one grenade. Ooh, because I like, kind of like that. If you think about it, on the, the thing that bugs me on Live Fire is you have grenade spawn, bottom tower, yeah. and a plat. Yep. So teams can just whip those grenades and replenish full right away. Yep. Or on uh, Bizarre, we have Dynamo spawning bottom mid. And you, yes. they just people are able to just abuse the shit out of that. Right. Lockdown locations. So, yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Speaking of Dynamos, number seven. Thank you very much. Dynamos need balancing. Right now, they offer a ton of damage output, area of, uh, area of effect denial, and free information with the lightning tracing and audio cue. I think they did say that the audio cue is being worked on, though, on being removed. It sounds... We, I guess I don't know. We've talked about that. Yeah. I, I swear we have. Um, I like to see the nade be either a heavy AoE denial or damage dealer, not both. Too much information and power. Dynamos do need balancing. Yep. Yeah, they they are Dusty Aura. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. I I agree with that. Dynamos are incredibly too powerful right now. What the fuck is happening outside that door? There are things being shoved underneath the door. Is she giving us candy? <laughs> My daughter literally just put candy underneath the door. Will is going to observe. This is for the audio viewers who can't see what the, what is going on right now. Only use a frag. Oh, man. Hot button topic. With the follow, thank you so much. Welcome to the live show. What'd she bring us? Cough drops? Yo! It's like someone heard it. Thanks, babe. That was my wife, actually, who brought cough drops. Where'd the candy go? <laughs> um, There's that. Back to the show here. Yeah, I think Dynamo's definitely debalancing. Why can't she slip pizza under the door? The slit's too fucking small. Even for like a thin crust pizza, let's be real here. It ain't fitting through that slit. Come on. The fuck you talking about? It's, it's carpeting. It's yeah, like, it's carpeted. It's, it's yeah. right up to the door. Yeah. God. Eight. I assume we're adding the in Pit Flag and Slayer, which makes 19 game types. Personally, I say remove Catalyst Slayer and make it 18. I don't think any flags should be removed for Pit. They should all stay. Wow, he's even saying Catalyst flag stays. Wowzer Bowsers. Dude. I mean, honestly, do you like Slayer on that map when you play it? Okay. 
I want to preface this before I say anything else. This feels like a vocal minority thing. I want to say for the record that I do genuinely enjoy Slayer as a game type in competitive Halo. I can get flamed for that as much as anybody wants. I don't care. I personally like it in competitive Halo. I love the 49-49 stress-inducing scenarios that can happen in a Slayer game in competitive Halo. I love it. Love it. No, I do not like playing on a catalyst. There you go. There's the you answer don't. to your question. So I'm fine if it's being taken away. Doesn't it? It always seems to be close, though, doesn't it? Slayer on catalyst. It can. We. I mean, fuck it. Literally, we had. Was it that G1 Cloud Nine series? At uh, at Orlando. Was it? Was it Orlando? Or was it the Super? I think it was the Super. But I think it was G1 Cloud Nine. What wasn't it, guys? Chat, correct me if I'm wrong here. But it was the Catalyst Slayer game, where Cloud Nine doubled back to their base. It was Orlando. Thank you. But Cloud Nine doubled back to their base, and G1 took the opportunity, got into their base in time, and just outplayed them. Yeah. Right at the end. C9 versus Cloud Nine. C G1. Oh, oh it, was, it was it was a super. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Like, how fucking crazy with that? And that was on a Slayer game. That was on a Slayer game, guys. No, I get it. It was Catalyst Slayer, but it was a fucking Slayer. You don't get those moments in every game. God, it was so cool. Everybody's jaw was on the fucking floor during that game. Nobody could believe it. Nobody could believe that uh, that G1 outplayed the shit out of them in their base. <coughs> it was insane. It was fucking insane. So, uh, Malum Mallow says, nothing brings up the blood pressure like a 49-49. It's so good. It's so good. But no, the, I mean, yeah, I, I, to move on, I, I would say that I can agree with that for what he was talking about. Sure. Um, number nine, I don't think we should be playing two Slayers in a best of five, honestly. I've been saying that for years. I don't think this one will happen, but I'm probably in the minority on it. But I think it should just be strictly game five. You know what? Spartan, Tyler Gonza, you know what? I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you on this because I still get to keep Slayer. It's still in the pivotal game of the series if it gets to that game. And then if it doesn't get to that game, it doesn't fucking matter. I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree. All right. What do you think? Should there be one game three and game five? Or would you rather have objectives games one through four and then a decisive slayer in game five? This is what we have. Strongholds, King of the Hill, and Capture the Flag, right? Oddball. We have four. Sure. Yeah, put a game five. Okay. Okay. Really test out the hang on pros balls. What do you mean, Tokyo? All right. Number 10. We should always have CTF in a best of five. I don't get how we're getting series with oddball strongholds and King of the Hill, all time-based game types in one series happened a lot at Orlando, especially 
I can agree with that. The other thing I could say is remove the time-based from King of the Hill. Four taps, no time. Ooh. Ooh, I don't know about that one. Oh, that's, oh, that's tough. The, the reason why I'm going to advocate against that is because I, like, I okay, like, let me, let me go change ahead, go it. ahead, go let ahead, me change it. Go ahead. Because I think more work needs to be done on the, just the way it just doesn't, sometimes it ends weird. Like the ties, I don't feel like it's good. Yeah. And we, we did recently, and you know this, but we did and for, for people who don't know, we did recently get the overtime changes for King of the Hill. Those, yes. those were implemented, I believe for the super and for Orlando. They were, but I agree with you. There are still some tweaking that feels like needs to take place. But I, I do like the timer in King of the Hill because if you're not in a hill, it'll continue to count down. So it makes you have to make a play. Right. Otherwise, you have teams at stalemates for forever. Right. And that's the thing I don't want to see. Yeah. So. So it would slow it down immensely. Right. And people already complain about Slayers potentially being slowed down, um, which I feel doesn't happen nearly as much as people think they might. But regardless, yeah, I'm fine with the timer being in it. Um. So yeah, I, I do think CTF should be in there for sure. Especially especially coupled with the removal of a Slayer game three and a best of five. Then you'd have all four of the objective game types and then you have best of five Slayer. Why there, there Sounds perfect, go. Spartan. Sounds perfect. Go. Number 11, remove sword on recharge. Make shock rifle a tier three weapon in the same spot where it currently spawns. Same as rocket, sniper, and skewer. Maybe replace sword with an equipment or something. And then just adding on top of this, number 12 is remove sword and skewer on catalyst. Make it a dual snipe map. Well, we're getting a dual snipe map, Spartan, and that's the pit. Uh, maybe replace a sniper in one base's commando and the opposite's open hall, similar to a sanctuary type layout. Um, The pros are dying for a dual sniper map. Yeah. Like they are dying for one. And obviously we're going to get one with the pit. Uh, but it's already been confirmed that the pit will be in, in the competitive rotation in HCS season two. Um, so at least we'll have one, but if the sword is already GA'd then with forge releasing, why the fuck not? Why not get rid of both and just get two snipers on the map? Why not? I'd like to see how that dynamically plays because there yeah. are a lot of open like sight lines near mid, you know, when you're, when you're looking from base to base, now, granted, they're they're like narrow, but you know they're fairly open enough. Um, right. I'd be excited to see that. I can agree. Okay. Um, King of the Hill number thirteen. King of the Hill in its current state is silly. Go back to either the original where it's two hundred and fifty points to win and it rotates, or if you want to keep it the same, two to three more minutes need to be added to the clock, or the clock needs to be completely removed. Oh shit! I should have read ahead. There you go, Will. <laughs> um. <coughs> Okay, so we already agreed the completely removed thing would be bad because stagnation. Stagnation, yeah. Mm -hmm. What about the two to three more minutes needs to be added? Um, someone in chat said... 331? Uh, Justice said maybe King of the Hill should have more time because I feel like too often the game ends when there's a momentum shift. Yes. But, he, but now here's the question though, Justice and Will and Spartan in this regard. If the... Is the reason 
for those momentum shifts happening is because time is nearing its end to the point where if you add more time to the clock, once we reach towards the end of that time, a momentum shift will happen again. It's possible because then at that point you have teams trying to stay out of the hill, Mm -hmm. right? To, to let that time tick down. Yep. And the other team might be able to jump in and get more, a few more seconds here or there than they normally would have. And they end up capturing a couple hills, but the other team's strategy is just to let those hills go and let the time click. So, and I'm also going to disagree with the 250 points to win because the problem with Halo 3 and other King of the Hill game types and competitive is that once a team gets on a roll and there's, 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 um, uh, clockwise, not enough time for a team to come back to win then you're just waiting for the game to end. And that's not fun at all to watch. So I would be against the 250 points to win. Um, I could maybe see about the two to three minutes being added, although I'm wondering about the momentum shift just moving down the line. Um, and I think, yeah, we agree that the clock should not be completely removed. But clearly, King of the Hill does need a little bit more tweaking. But then again, we're not game designers, so I guess this is a good thing we don't design the fucking game type. I mean, I like I, I don't play at the top level, but I, I do enjoy it for what it is now. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think I th- personally think the change from, I mean, it, it was like a, holy shit, 343, you did it again. Like when they changed Oddball. Oh, yeah. The Oddball changes were remarkable because the same thing happened in Oddball like it would in King of the Hill previously where a team would just get so ahead in oddball that it would that there would would not be enough time on the clock for a team to come back so it's just stagnant you just wait right with the changes to oddball making it round based there's so many more opportunities for plays to be made and with the changes to king of the hill it was one of those like holy shit three for three you did it again moments like this is awesome this change is great to me um prozake or Pro, oh, Prozac, I think it's Prozac. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. And, oh, it is my worst nightmare. Oh, let me look. Will, it's your worst nightmare too. How the fuck do you say that name? N-T-3-R-F-4-C-3. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. How the fuck do you say your name? Something, is it face? Something face? Um, meter face one. Uh, oh, that's a T we're, st- we're stumped. We got him out of lurking. We got him out of lurking. What's your name? Uh, Jesus, Bryce, Jesus, Bryce. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. <laughs> All right. Um, 14. I think I remember seeing hoax mention it a few months ago and someone else just responded with it. And after thinking about it, I agree. A and C on Stronghold should start off neutral and not auto-capped. Would make for a variety of different starting strategies. I can hard agree with this. Like Destiny does that too, right? Exactly. I can hard agree with this. Interface. Fucking A. Interface. Interface. I got the face part right. Yes. Thank you so much for telling us what the fuck your name is. Interface. Yes. A team could essentially... Like on live fire, right? You can make a push. You can make a flank to the other enemy's base. Because like not a lot right of people away. looked outside right mm-hmm. away towards overshield because nope. there's a 30 second delay on that timer. Yep. So you could push through overshield, go into A if you're starting C, and then try to flip the. Do you have a teammate map. stay back and get uh, like on live fire? If you, do you have a teammate stay back and get C while your other teammates flank around and try to get A? 
Do you have everybody push out immediately and just fuck your own stronghold? Just move out and try to get them off spawn immediately. Yeah. Or maybe like let them, let them capture a, mm-hmm. and as soon as they move to B, you, you have the crossfire. Yep. I agree with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Could, could, uh, Great idea. I agree. Number 15. I currently like having a variety of weapons in the sandbox. I think each weapon has its place currently. I except touched, the mangler. Except mangly dangly. I touched on it earlier. Tier two weapons just need an ammo reduction. The only thing I'd say maybe is a range reduction on bulldog, but I'd be happy with less ammo. I think ammo, kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We already kind of that went over that earlier. Right, so, but yeah. the, like the bulldog range thing, I think the range is fine, to be honest with you. I think it only, in all honesty, I think that the range is only a problem with a player when a player is no shields. And even then, I might just be bad with it, but like I don't think the range is that bad, to be honest with you. I might be wrong though. Like these players, like pro players have played so much more than I have. You guys have probably played way more than I have. Maybe you guys have a different opinion on it, but like I don't think the range is that bad. I think it's okay. All right. And finally, drop weapon needs to be addressed. Personally, since we GA'd the insta drop weapon, I feel that the game and the gunfights have become significantly smoother. I think the way we've been passing off to teammates or throwing weapons off the map is sick, but not utilizing for combat. I do think there is potential for a skill gap to be added with drop weapon if the instant drop is removed. That way, if you had to, if you had to time your drop mid-gunfight, think Halo 2 timing your BXR or BXB, you'd have to be precise. Okay. Yeah. I, I I think that I don't know. I think we may have touched on it before, but I can't completely I can't completely remember. I don't know if it was intentional or not to have the ability to map it to a singular button press instead of a button hold. If it was designed to be either or, I wonder if it was from like an accessibility standpoint. This is where PC maybe comes into play. Right. PC and yep. Right. Or, or like I said, like there, there are players out there, there are uh, video game players out there who have like the Xbox accessibility controller, right? Yeah. Where you have different buttons and knobs and switches and all this stuff. I wonder if it was from an accessibility standpoint to be like, well, instead of making the player hold down a button, why not allow them just to map it to a button press and then they can just tap it and be on their merry way. Now, if it's not from an accessibility standpoint and this was not intended then, I mean, regardless, it should, pre, it should be addressed from a competitive standpoint because I do like the idea um, of being able to drop the weapon in the first place. I think that's awesome because we've never had it in Halo before. And um, yeah, we've seen some crazy like throwing rockets to a teammate, right? Yeah. Uh, Mid streets um, where, where a teammate's in tires and you throw it up to them. Like we've seen, we've seen like amazing... Um, Plays where like players will drop snipers off the map and uh, get reversals and whatnot because like you thought you were going to get this, but you didn't. It's there's there's a lot of opportunities for plays to be had with the drop weapon mechanic. I I do think from a competitive standpoint that it should just be a long press of the button, whether it be swap weapon or whatever you have it mapped to, but it should just be a long press. I, I agree. Cool. And then Tashi actually replied to the thread and he said, definitely not overlooked. It's already been shared around internally and for a f- and a few of those are already planned to be addressed at a later date. More info to come in official blogs and whatnot. Well, there you go. Tashi literally told you, read. <laughs> uh, Zach Hacks, welcome to the live show. Thank you for the follow. Thank you. All right. Well, Spartan, thank you for putting your uh, thoughts out there on Twitter. 
In a respectful manner, too. Yeah, in a respectful manner, too. I thought they were all, a lot of them were great. Yes. I thought a lot of them were great. Um, Justin, welcome to the live show. He says, looping back to King of the Hill, what if each hill was only around for a certain time? And once that time runs out, it's rewarded to whoever has the most time in the hill up to that point. It definitely causes the same issue that there's not enough time to win this hill, so abandon it, but it would get through the games in time. Again, I, I still I still like it the way that it is. I've seen I've seen a few collapses where a team has like two seconds left to get the hill, mm-hmm. and the and the other team just flips the map, and then they they get the whole hill. And if you have put a timer on that, it could really it could really ruin that because all of a sudden then you have teams just abandoning hill and setting up on other parts of the map. Right. Um, Volp. Oh God, Volp. In Kulta? Say Volp. Uh, I guess it depends on what time, what that time would be. Two minutes each hill. So I guess I could say, also welcome to the live show. I will say this. Maybe it's a case of that there's a certain amount of time for each hill if you're not in the hill. So like the game timer stops if a team is in the hill capturing the hill, Maybe that hill time stops when a player or team is in the hill. But if a team and player is not in the hill, neither team, right? If neither team is in the hill, then that hill timer continues to trickle down. How do you keep time of that though? Like it would it, have like to be another. Be, it'll be like over the top of the hill. Like a pie chart yeah. taken down. Yeah. Kind of like the overtime pie. Yeah. It would just be in, it would be over the hill itself. Sure. On the map. That That could be like a, happy medium to, to work around that because then it still allows teams to make plays on the Hill because you know, the timer is going to stop if you're able to hold it. Yeah. Which means even if a, even if a Hill is like five seconds away from going away and that other team's about to win it, you still have that time. If a player's in the right spot to make a move. So maybe, but that's it for our topics. Feel free to keep chatting about it if you'd like to, but we're going to move on to the regular news. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce this. It's either Hayworth or Haworth in Halo Chair. Again, by Hayworth or Haworth, I apologize for mispronouncing that. Chair? Yeah, a fucking chair. They're making a chair, Will. Well, Haworth or Hayworth is a chair, like is a fur- uh, an office furniture company, so they've already made chairs. So there's the chair. And the reveal, like, it's already been revealed, um, and we have one by Rythes in the Google Doc of the show. to the show. Exclamation point, show notes in chat. But uh, uh, some community members have already received this chair, and so you can see the chair. But if you want to buy the chair, I think it's going to be available sometime tomorrow. Like, we're recording on Monday, so I think it's going to be available on Tuesday. Um, and if the other chairs are a price indicator to go off of, it's more than likely going to be 1500 or more. So, uh, actually, Oh, did they update that? It said one day for me today. It says seven days, 10 hours, 23 minutes and 32 seconds. As I'm an idiot. So that that's, um, so maybe a week from now. Oh, uh, yep. Uh, let's see. Seating. So yeah. It, it, Will's going to double check here. Office chairs. I think it would be probably around 1500 or more. Let's see. 
Well, this looks like the style. Yeah, 1300. I think that's her. The fern. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, about 1500 bucks for a Halo chair if you want it. Well, here's the thing, though. It's it, customized. It exactly. Might be more. It might be more. So, <sighs> you want a Halo chair, and Halo office chair. This isn't a gaming chair. That's kind of the big thing here, right? This isn't your DX racer. This isn't your secret lab. This isn't your respawn chair. Okay? This is, a, this is an office chair. So it's going to be, it's, it's supposed to be, I'm not saying it's going to be, it's supposed to be built better, last longer, be more supportive than a gaming chair. And that's not to knock gaming chairs. A lot of people love them. I have a secret lab chair from years ago in the other room. I don't sit on it anymore because I have an office chair. You see what I mean? So yeah, this is an actual office chair. This is not a gaming chair. Um, so just keep that in mind. So yes, it is expensive, but there you go. How much are really nice office chairs normally? That price or more, Volp. That price or more. For high end, I would say. Yep, for a high end office chair, yes. If you were looking at if you're looking at that brand, if you're looking at a Herman Miller, like it these are the prices that they go for. And that's why you see a lot of play uh, a lot of people um looking at secondhand markets for like uh, office buildings that are like getting rid of their Herman Miller inventory, right? Like if a, if a business, if a company went out of business and they bought Herman Miller chairs for their office, like people on Craigslist are selling them by the boatload, right? So you can get it for a really good deal. But yes, this is a high end office chair with halo branding on it. And I do have to say, I think it looks good. I think it looks sleek. It does look good. Yep. Um, I just can personally can never spend that much on a chair. That's Will's opinion. That is my opinion. That's the best thing about opinions. Everybody's everybody can have one it's a lot for a fucking chair. It is a lot for a fucking chair. But the, oh. the point is right. Is that, is there one being delivered you're, here? You're supposed to spend money on the things that you use the most. True. An office chair. If you sit in an office chair, if you sit at your desk for long periods of time, your mattress, because you sleep for long periods of time. Yeah. Right. Those are the things you're supposed to spend m the most amount of money on. Um, but yeah. And like, like Volpe said, if you're in the market for a high-end office chair, that's cool. And there you go. Regular news continues. Yes. So if you want that chair, go get that chair in a potentially a week's time for a good amount of money. But that's not the only Halo collaboration that has been announced because today... The Rakeem Miles action figure Miles and Halo collaboration has been announced. Inspired by his passion for mental health awareness and the love for Halo, his thought this thoughtful collection drops later this month. More details are coming soon. And as somebody who is not the biggest fan of like busy clothing, and when you see it, Will, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. I kind of dig it. I kind of dig it. Like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of busy clothing, but I kind of dig it. I like the shirt kind of more than anything. Yeah, the shirt's the shirt's good. Yeah, it's, it's kind of got a '90s vibe. Yeah, it's it's pretty sick. It's pretty. It's got like a Rocco's Modern Life kind of logo going on with it. You know what I mean? Like the font that they're using. Yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't Tim the Tent Man's uh, Herman Miller chair cost him like two thousand? Oh, I mean, I yeah, but he probably that. got it for free. Or you're talking? Oh, yeah, yeah. Before he became sponsored with Herman Miller, yes. Because I believe he owned an Aeron, I think. An Herman Miller Aeron chair, I think. 
I don't think he owned an Embody. Yeah, and he loved that thing. So, yeah. They are expensive, but they're supposed to last a lifetime. So, there you go. And you know what? I also want to say that. I want to say this real quick. To all the people that I see in, like, on Twitter and whatnot saying, why the fuck does it have a mesh back? That's worthless. The fuck you talking about? It's meant to let your back fucking breathe. Doesn't trap all that sweat. You moron. What are you talking about? Oh, I like to have a fucking plank on the back of my chair. What are you? What? It's meant for breathability. Oh my God. And just because it's a mesh back doesn't mean you can't get lumbar support. Like literally look at a Herman Miller chair. Okay. Holy guacamole. All right. So you can get that other merch drop uh, later this month. Merch everywhere. It is everywhere. The final piece of regular news, the Halo Waypoint game history and post-game carnage reports by Unishek. Oh, it feels good to use that button. It's been a while. Been a while. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> got him. Fucking got him. Since I've been. <laughs> Nurgly is going to be fucked with the count now. I don't even know how many that was. I'm not taking that, damn it. This is something... 44 question 44. Mark? All right. This is something that I've been fucking waiting for since the game released and we finally have it and it's still not exactly where it should be, but at least it's something. As Halo Infinite's in-game offerings continue to expand, so does our support for the game with Halo Waypoint's web and mobile app experiences. From launching with deep game integration to expanding its feature set with Halo Infinite's service record earlier this year, Halo Waypoint continues to improve as the essential companion to the game. Well, uh, essential's not the word I'd use, but it's definitely better now. Today, we're excited to share that Halo Waypoint's latest update, which is now available on all platforms, brings two highly requested features to players' fingertips. Game history and post-game carnage reports for Halo Infinite. The game history feature serves as your main navigation page to find previous Halo Infinite matches that you've played in. That means you can go all the way back to your first match ever played, even all the way back to our surprise launch on November 15th of last year. And I tried that, and it works. From this game history page, you can select a match and examine its uh, post-game carnage report to see its scoreboard and all its finer details, kills, objective play, accuracy, medals, and plenty more stats. They're all shown on the steeper dive with the post-game carnage report. Additionally, if the match was ranked, you can see how much your CSR moved up or down as a result of that match's outcome. Great. Ooh. More people are going to be really mad. Ah, uh, yep, yep. <coughs> 45. Thanks. Um, <clears throat> I will also say, the reason why I said this is great to have on the website, but it's still not exactly where I want it to be, is, Will, you know how on web pages and chat, you know how you're on web pages where you have a lot of rows to go through? Yeah. And at the bottom, it's like, how many do you want to fucking see on this page, man? Do you want to see 25? You want to see 50? You want to see 100? What the fuck do you want? Halo Waypoint's like, no. 25 only. What if I told you, you have to press the right arrow button every single page to get to where you want to go? Because fuck sorting Bitch. Because that's what you got to do. There you go. How many do they show at a time? Oh, you're going to look? I no, I forgot. Look. I forgot. Continue, continue. But the cool part is, 
is that yes, Uni's right. You can go all the way back to the very first game you played on November 15th and view everything, which is awesome. That is awesome. Are you logged in at the top right? I'm not. There's, there you go. But Will. Yeah. That's it for the regular news. Severcado Games Watch! Two teams announced their rosters. Finally. The New York Subliners, Priesta, Hydra, Skies, and Kismet. And the Vegas Legion. Because fucking, all right. Temp, Clayster, TJ Haley, and Prolute. UX UI game on grunt difficulty. Dude, I don't Tokyo, I don't even know anymore, man. I'm I'm thankful that the stuff is there. Don't get me wrong. It's just you gotta allow more on a page, man. Hard to know how I feel about the teams without really seeing the game. Absolutely. And that's that's why we don't really, you know, we just say what the teams are, we kind of move on. Because you're right. We don't know how they're gonna perform. We have not seen how they even play on the game yet. So, but I am looking forward to this year's season. I am looking forward to this year's season. Yeah. 25 on a page, 25 per page. And you can't choose more than that, but at least they're all there, which is cool. That's it. We're caught another games. Watch. It's time for. And mainly other games too, at least for this week. Will, yeah. what did you play? Uh, I played one game, and that was uh, no. Warzone. Kind of getting ready for 2.0. Yeah, 2.0 to come out. So I know I'm going to have uh, some friends that are going to be playing it, and I want to jump in with them. If I'm going to like it and continue to play, it's the question, but we'll see. Um, but got carried to a couple of wins, and my duo partner was playing on another level that night. He was just like lasering everybody focused in on point. I love the fucking statement. You said, holy shit. <laughs> the show notes I put could have sworn Joey was on Adderall the way he was playing. Just cause don't do drugs. Don't, no horrible thing, but just, he had that laser focus and I don't understand where it comes from. He had that focus that only Addy can give you <laughs> without being on it. So yeah, it was good. Got carried to a couple of wins in Warzone. There you go. A dub feels so. It so is satisfying. Good. Even if, you know, Joey's getting seven or eight kills and I'm getting one or two. It's still happening. <laughs> uh, Ego Chal, your girl says, I'm 55 years old, but I still play Halo. I'm calling Cap. As a 30 year old dad who never uses Cap, I'm calling Cap on that. 55 my ass. And if you are, get it, bro. Keep on <laughs> fucking killing it, man. That's awesome. Hostile, thank you for the follow-up well, to the you, live show. You. I'm fucking right. calling Cap, though. Absolutely. Got some ID. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. Um. What, no, but it, hey, if you are legitimately 55 and you're still pl uh, you're playing Halo right now, man, fucking get, get it, man. Get it. My what? uncle's 55 and plays Fortnite. No cap. Yo. What skins are you running? You fucking running that Goku shit right now? What skin? <laughs> what skin is Uncle Tokyo running right now? 
I think I, I think I got you guys beat. What? So my dad. Oh yeah, is sixty one, and I got him playing Mario Kart because he wants to win against my nieces. <laughs> we all know that ain't gonna fucking happen. No, it's not. But he wants to try. Say my my niece thinks she can kick my ass in Smash Bros, but that still has not to ha- that has yet to happen. So, yeah. Last person to play my Nintendo Switch was my dad. <laughs> oh no, shit! It's hilarious. Wow, that's funny. Um. I played two games. I played Horizon Forbidden West um, because I'm still plugging away at that. And then I, I I started a new game plus around a God of War. Oh, very nice. Because Ragnarok comes out next month. That, yes, I'm excited for that. Yeah. I got to So Ragnarok, Call of Duty release, day, back-to-back days. Well, uh, keep in mind that uh, like the day before Ragnarok's release is the winter update for Infinite as well. Yeah, it's what fucking do? insane. Um, and then... What's co- uh, Hogwarts Legacy in February? Holy shit, man. I hope that game's good. We'll be playing a lot of Hogwarts Legacy. I hope that game is good. I think it will be. And as somebody who is now reading through the books for the first time, Will and I Will and I chat off air because he's a huge Harry Potter nut and I like I just love the movies. So I'm I'm reading the books for the first time. I know crazy. Um and I'm out of order of the Phoenix right now. And uh those books are I mean, thoughts about JK Rowling aside, like those books are amazing. Those books are genuinely amazing. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, Peanut says, man, I thought I beat you. My dad is 59 and plays loads of gears. Dude, that gears is amazing. And Volpe, you're right. As of right now, I agree with you. Books are way better than the movies. And this is coming from somebody who really, really loves the movies. Um, Tokyo says it was Boba Fett and can't find the name of it now, but it's some horror one. Oh, we're talking about the two, the two skins that uncle Tokyo runs. Oh, it's the Mandalorian. Okay. Nerdly says I went to every Harry Potter premiere. Did you go to the, you went to the book releases, right? No. Okay. My parents would not take me. They would go themselves and get the book. Hear a lot of resentment the... in the voice right now. Yeah, a lot of resentment right that. there. But yeah, they'd get the book and bring it back for me. No, they'd go and get it for me, and then I had to stay at home. Yeah, who doesn't want to experience a freaking premiere, right? What the fuck, mom and dad? That's <laughs> what that sounded like. Uh, all right, I'm 30. I can let that go. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. Holy shit. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I remember going to, um, I remember going to, what's it? Was it cha- oh, was it Chamber of Secrets or was it Prisoner of Azkaban movie premiere? Like not like a Hollywood premiere, don't get me wrong, but like a uh like my mom's work gave her oh. like premiere tickets. Yeah, I remember seeing that. I also remember dead ass, uh, you know, Cody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went and saw I don't know why. Don't ask me why the fuck we saw this. But there was a um I think Sandra Bullock was in it. We went to go see a movie in the theater. Okay. Uh, the Woodbury 10 theater. Okay. Woodbury 10. Okay. It was a movie with Sandra Bullock and it was a rom-com and Cody wanted to see it. Don't ask me why, but I agreed with him that we'd go see it. Okay. We got so bored. (coughs) Excuse me. We got so bored. Like 15 minutes into the movie, we left and went and watched Deathly Hollows part one. We just walked down the 
it was part one or part two, but we just walked down the aisle, like the, the, the hall of the movie theaters. And we walked in and just watched fucking deathly hollows part one or two. I forget which one it was at the time. Trying to the heat. No, it wasn't the heat. The heat was more recent. Gotcha. Gotcha. I tried to look up that time frame. Yeah. I'm like, anyway, anyway. the proposal, it was the proposal. That's it. It was the proposal with Ryan Reynolds. With yeah. Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds in it too. Deathly Hollows part one movie. Um, we're, we're oh, it's 2010 though. So it couldn't have been part one. I swear to God, we walked into a Harry Potter movie though. What the fuck? Am, okay, whatever. Doesn't anyway. <laughs> Are in-person releases actually still a thing? In-person releases for for like vid- video games? Not really. Yes, it's, some do, but like COVID kind of fucked everything over. And yes, Volp, I'm blaming Cody as well. Um, but yeah, kind of justice. They're still there. COVID kind of fucked it over, but now things are so like so much more in the digital realm. It doesn't even fucking matter anymore. So, but I bet I'm, I'm guaranteed, you know, when uh grand theft auto six comes out, Oh, they, there'll be midnight releases for that. Absolutely. Um, so on and so forth. But yeah. God of war really, because I'm just gearing up for Ragnarok. All right, cool. That game's really good. That's it for Will's Adventures. Let's get into some shout outs. <laughs> shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. Give me a hot second. Uh, Rabbi Gaming, Quick Trigger, Ego Chal, your girl, the 55 year old, uh, Pulse, Halo All Day, The Real Dragon Ball Steve, Rewu, Shoeworth, I Got Rusty, Smig, Dusty Aura, Only Use a Frag, Prozac, um, Interface, I Got It Right. Hey, there we go. Jesus, Jesus Bryce. Zach Hacks, Hostel, and Slaughter Jack, which just came in. Thank you all very much for the follows. Greatly appreciated. And then also, shout out to Nergly for the two gifted subs in this episode. Greatly appreciated as well. Fuck it, I'll give you another woo! Bonus woo. Bonus woos. Happy belated birthday to 90 Knight, who's older than us. And I forgot that. So, uh, happy belated birthday to you, sir. And I hope th- I hope 30s aren't kicking your ass as much as they're kicking ours, and we're only 30. So there's that. Zach Hack says, I'm on the fourth book, Goblet of Fire, and haven't seen the movies beyond that. I'm hyped. You oh, should nice. absolutely be hyped. Zach, I'm super happy for you. And uh, I still will say to this day, as I'm still working towards Order of the Phoenix, and then obviously I'll work through Half-Blood Prince and Deathly Hollows, um, the books that is, I still think as of right now, Goblet of Fire is my favorite book slash movie that has yet to change. Okay. Definitely book right now. Movie might be Deathly Hollows parts one and two. Because I'm not going to separate them. I'm going to combine them. Because it's one full story. It is. And I love how dark they are. Yeah. But I also fucking love the fight in the Ministry of Magic and and, uh, Order of the Phoenix. Fuck! Oh, I'm excited. And I'm glad you're excited, Zach. Hell yeah. Shout out to Tashi on being a My Chemical Romance fan. Big shout out to Tashi on this shit. Uh, Tashi saw them twice on their recent tour. 
And uh, I had no idea who was an MCR fan. I am a massive MCR fan. Three Cheers uh, for Sweet Revenge is my favorite album of all time, not even being an MCR album. And I thought that was awesome. So huge shout out, Tashi. You're amazing. And then shout out to Why Not Be Reckless on becoming a Twitch partner. Congratulations, Tony. Greatly, greatly deserved. And uh, you worked your ass off for it. So good on you, man. Keep it up. And hopefully we get to see you at Worlds. Um. Peanut, I can understand that. I can understand that. Community creations, Halo memes every day. Reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Halo memes. Check them out. Capture the mic episode four, Shiesty by Europa Halo. It's their interview series. Go check out that video. What happened at Orlando Major? The Navi interview by Navi. Go check that video out as well. HCS Orlando Major 2022 photo albums by the HCS. Go check out the photos. Um... It's just Orlando vlog 2022 by obviously queen. Check that video out. And then finally McWin merch. He put out a merch tease as well. It's coming soon. And yeah, I'll probably buy it. Cause I love him. He's a great guy. And that shirt looks awesome. Looks decent. Oh, that logo looks so good. So good. Uh, justice. I would assume it is. But I, I can't say definitively they have not announced the talent yet. But I would assume it is. But again, I cannot confirm it. Um, so just we just have to wait and see. I, I would assume it's announced this week. It's usually, what, eight to nine days before the event that it gets announced? Yeah, so like what, tomorrow? Most likely tomorrow or Thursday. Yeah, that's usually what happens is it fucking gets announced the day after the two days after we record the show. It wouldn't surprise me if it's announced tomorrow or Thursday. Or, I mean, tomorrow or Wednesday. My bad. Or Thursday. Or Thursday. Who Fuck cares? it. You know? So, yeah, if you're interested in Mickwin merch uh, for when he sells it, make sure to follow him on Twitter, and I bet he'll post when he's selling it, and I will probably get it as well. That shirt looks awesome. Will, that's all I got. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got a really big show coming up next week, but we can't get to that before you plug this week's show. Oh, yeah. I'm super tired, so I'm going to just do this kind of casually today. Do it up. Uh, come find us on your favorite podcast services like Josh's. Pocket Cast, not an ad. We're also on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Leave us a review and others know about the show. Want to join the Discord? You can do exclamation point Discord in the live chat or... On our link tree, on our Twitter, join the community, discuss things all throughout the week, plenty of channels to whatever you want to talk about. It's all there. It's all there. Speaking of Twitter, come find us on Twitter, main use of social media for the show, get updates, see what's going on around the HCS space. Uh, We also have an Instagram and Facebook if you're interested in checking those out, but Twitter's the main one. Uh, Hold on one second. Nergly, not done yet. So 65 for cough count right now. Also, to all the new people that have joined in, I always love to do this. Logo's not real. Go ahead. (laughs) If you want to watch old VODs or anything else, some interview series we did, go check them out on YouTube, youtube.com slash hsprotalk. If if you're listening or you're watching the VOD and you want to catch us live, Mondays at 7 p.m. Central Time on twitch.tv slash hsprotalk. 
We have our own website, hgsprotalk.com, with a link to the merch in the top right corner if you're interested in checking out that. And don't forget about the fine folks over at Podcast Evolve. Make sure to check out EvolvedHalo.com. You're, you're over Halo! For Halo. Uh, they have great shows such as Podcast Evolve, Mission Debrief, Halo TV Plus, Book Club, Builds with Blocks, Halo Headlines, and Halo Gear Guide, all for your listening pleasure. Go check them out. They're wonderful people. And we have our own little segment over on their website. So we do. Go check it out. Josh, that's yes. it for me. There's actually something on the next episode yes. list here. Because it's important. It, it is very important. Our but, HCS Worlds preview is next week. Yeah. So if you want to join us as we break down the pools, the play-in bracket, our predictions, um, things to get excited for for the event, potential storylines, whatever it may be, tune in next week, same time, same place, uh, roughly slash hopefully. And yeah, it's going to be a great time. We can't, this is, it's all led up to this. Can't wait for that show. And our predictions are always wrong, but, you know, we put a lot of heart and soul into it. So got to give it our best shot. Got to hit him with their, hit him with our best shot. Fire away. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 256 of HCS Pro Talk. If you're watching live, thank you so much for tuning into the live show taking some time out of your Monday evening or morning, wherever you are in the world, taking the time to watch the show. Greatly appreciated. Hope you guys enjoyed the time. I enjoyed you guys having part, being part of the conversation as well. Join in the chat. If you're lurking as well, not a big deal. Loved having you here too. Thank you for taking the time out of the day, night, morning, whatever it is. If you're checking out the YouTube ver version of the show, hello. And thank you for checking out the VOD on YouTube. Leave a comment if you like. We'll check them out. We'll respond too. Do it up. Check out the audio version of the show. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to check out the audio version on whatever podcast service you enjoy. Me, per me personally, I'm particularly a fan of Pocket Casts, not an ad. Not an ad. Phone Spartan, welcome to the live show. We are about to close things out, so I apologize. But hey, we'll be back next week, 7 p.m. Central, right here, twitch.tv forward slash HCS Pro Talk, where we're going to talk about our HCS Worlds preview. It's going to be a fun time. Thank you all so much for taking the time to watch or listen. It's really, really appreciated. Cannot state it enough, and I know I sound like a broken record, but I truly mean it. Having the discussions that we've had week after week, having the new people come in, it's, it's awesome. It is purely awesome. And we hope to see you guys next week. But hey, until then, there's more shit to it that is probably going to be announced. And we'll talk about it next week. But again, until then, bye-bye.